morning beautiful people or good day for you happy september 28th i am <laughs> oh my i've had an interesting morning i wanted to tell you something really beautiful or my impression of beautiful a monday and i'm in kansas city and because it's a monday all the employees are allowed to wear kansas city chiefs gear and uh you know i was just enjoying that and thinking like how amazing and united like Kansas City can be, or people could be, you know, even if it's sports aligning people, it's it's still nice, you know, in the gas station and everybody just had red on and it was just really cool. And I forgot what that feels like to be like part of a united group that, you know, we all want Chiefs to win tonight. It's just the way it is. So that was kind of fun. But after the gas station, I went to Dunkin' Donuts and... I was trying to back in and somebody was trying to leave. So I rushed, you know, to back in. And don't worry, this doesn't have a a really negative ending. But I I rushed and it was trying to be nice to the other person. So I was a little crooked. It was a little crooked in my spot. So if you tried to enter the spot on my right, you couldn't really get in. But if if you tried on the left, it was no problem. And I was only staying long enough to get a coffee. I ended up talking to a girl about DoorDash. And then I was outside my car smoking because I won't smoke in the car because I am going to be a freaking non-smoker someday, even if it kills me. So a lady felt the need, felt the need to roll down her window, drive by me and tell me how I should park, fix my parking so someone can get in. Now, mind you, I was cognizant of this but there was also at least 15 other parking spots available. Like if it was a type parking lot. I don't know. Maybe I was rude by the fact that I didn't fix my car from when I was trying to be politely nice to the other person, right? You can hear the sarcasm and the eh in my voice. So the reason I'm telling you about this is because this lady, I found myself, (laughs) I tell you guys the truth. I found myself like wanting to tell her to kiss off. Oh, but I didn't. I did not. I said, oh, thank you. Sorry about that. And here I am thinking she wanted to park in the parking lot. Guys, she didn't even freaking want to park. She just wanted to bitch at me. So, can you tell I'm a little sizzled by it? Where I'm going with this is there's two components. There's one, are you the person, ask yourself this, like are you the person in the car that felt the need to bitch about something that totally didn't concern you? And it doesn't have to just be a parking spot. It can be anything that just doesn't concern you. Or are you the person who parked badly because she was trying to help someone else go by? You know, just just think about it. And, and there's so many things that we can stick our nose about. Like I was having a conversation the other night I wasn't really comfortable with because it was somebody else's stuff. And I was trying to, I don't like lying, but I was asked directly, you know, like, didn't so-and-so tell you this? And And -and so-and-so did tell me, but it wasn't then my place to tell everybody else what so-and-so said. So I was a little troubled by that. So I was trying to skirt around it. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of the point. Like, I don't need to mind other people's business. I need to mind my own business. It's a full-time job. So the the next piece of this is, okay, so now this lady, you know, definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And I now have two choices. 
And we've talked about this before, I know, but this is just life. And the reason I tell you these things is because they happen to all of us every day. And we then are given this decision. Do I like allow it to put me in a bad mood? Do I judge her for projecting on me whatever is going on with her? Do I send her love and empathy because her life must be so miserable that she has nothing better to do than to pick on my parking? You know, like I have I have the choice on what to do with that. And I'm a little disappointed. Like I would have expected this to happen. Now for my international listeners, if you don't know how the United States works as far as um, how... Well, this is my impression, okay? I won't speak for everyone else. But like the reputation of down south is very friendly, a little bit more slower paced. The Northeast and maybe California are a little bit more rushy and aggressive and not so much like small talk. And then there's the Midwest, the beautiful Midwest, where it's like the middle of both. My opinion, so flippin' friendly out here. So I think what makes it so disappointing is that this chick was from KC or, you know, in KC. I actually was on the state line of of Kansas City and Missouri or Kansas and Missouri. So maybe that was it. I don't know. But it was really disappointing to me because she didn't fit the stereotype that I've decided how Midwesterners should be. But I'm downloading it to you guys. Thank you so much. And I'm going to let it go after this. I do love sharing my little stories of people with you. So I'm actually sitting in a golf course parking lot. I was in a different golf course parking lot yesterday for a memorial or a celebration of life, which if I had control of the world, which I don't, but if I did, and for anybody who outlives me out there, make sure you tell my people that I want it done the way I saw it done yesterday. I would rather have a party <laughs> than, um, you know, all the the sadness and the cemetery and the whatever. The fellow we were celebrating, his name is Ken, and he was an avid golfer. He had eight holes in one. Holy moly! Like that just blew me away. And then there were scorecards on the table as part of the decor. You know, he was definitely. I think they call it a scratch golfer. I'm not even seasoned enough to know the jargon, right? But. It was definitely amazing. And it had the Kansas City vibe as well because like the televisions had a rolling slideshow of Ken and his beautiful wife and, you know, family photos and all that. But then there's one TV dedicated to sports. Now, I'm not a super big sports fan, but it's part of the charm of being here. You know, I probably become 10 times the sports fan I am in the Northeast when I'm actually physically here just because it's so contagious. So yeah, so if I die, I want a party like that where um, everybody's just, you know, getting to know each other, celebrating the person, just having fun and making it like a gratitude party almost, right? Like instead of being, this is just like the choice this morning about how my emotions are going to impact with that lady. When people die, we have a choice. We can be grateful that we knew them and loved them and had memories with them and experiences with them which this particular fella had kept like, he almost wondered if he was imaginary because we all knew his wife. And she'd be like, yep, I'm bringing home food for Ken. And we'd be like, okay, who is this Ken guy? Like, I mean, they were married 
you know, almost 30 years, but he, he never came out. And then I had come out here for a birthday party. I'd already moved away. I think I met him at a Christmas party too when I was, I went to his house, but I, I come back for this birthday party and he had come out and I got to just sit at the table and oh my goodness, laugh with him. Like that's the stuff that the way we should be remembered or anybody should be remembered when they, when they're gone. And, and I understand, you know, tradition has been, you know, we, we grieve and there's some peace and I'm not, as I'm saying this out loud, cause I don't think about things sometimes about the fact that we're worldwide here, but I'm not trying to take away from tradition. And I know there's different customs and religions out there, but there's something about the peace, you know, in the, the perspective to healing when mourning and, and grieving and when losing someone, it could help balance it, honestly, in my opinion. Maybe that's just how it worked for me, but it was a beautiful day yesterday. I mean, I felt sad at times, but I really felt like it was a true celebration that this man was in the world. He was an amazing golfer, an amazing father, an amazing husband, you know, a beautiful friend. I just want to call that out as well. And it was the other like bonus was like he brought us all together, the whole, you know, group of us. So a lot of good stuff there. So uh, how about we do today's reading before I get off on any more tangents? So September 29th. No, we're not on September 29th. How about I get the right page here? So September 28th, Anna S says, sometimes when I'm struggling with a problem, I have to do something else to clear my mind. Tossing and turning, wrestling with a problem can be a dead-end street. Sometimes it's better to admit our powerlessness and do something different. We can listen to music, read a book, exercise, watch television, take a walk, pray, or meditate. Remembering that we're powerless can help with day-to-day problems too. We're powerless over other people's behavior and their reactions to us. Powerless over the weather, the day of the week, the year, and the time the sun rises and sets. We're powerless over just about everything except ourselves. Tossing and turning, demanding we come up with a solution is the same self-will we struggled with during our addiction. And this self-will is just as dangerous with little problems as it was during our active addiction. But we have choices now. Thanks to our recovery program, we can turn our thoughts and energies over to our higher power and our 12-step program. We can let go with trust and serenity. Today, give me the strength to let go. Grant me the sense to know when enough is enough. There's always some hidden serenity prayer in a lot of these readings. I'm not sure if you picked up on that. So today is one of those days I did not read the story. And I I love how the readings just always tie in or mostly tie into what I'm feeling or, or what circumstances on any given day. So I had no control over this lady in the parking lot. I was completely powerless completely powerless over her behavior and her reaction to me. I was powerless over the weather yesterday when it was raining and cold and gross. But I did have the ability to pack coats and wear them and, you know, turn the heat on. And there's things we can control. I like this part. I guess I'm jumping around here. But so the beginning talks about the trading off and doing something different when it when we have a problem. And I think I think I have mixed feelings about this the more I'm sitting here thinking about it. So I guess there's two schools of thought. I guess it's as long as it's a good something different. Because if we were wrestling with a problem and we just ran out to 
gamble, then that's not a something different I would advocate for, obviously. Reading a book, exercising, listening to music, whatever it is, the healthier ways to just kind of reset. Like I'm going to go golf and by the time I'm done golfing, I'm going to forget about this lady. I'm doing something different. And it's not really like what would constitute a problem, you know, a, a big problem. I'm trying to think of a big problem I've had lately to use as an example of what I did. I guess I haven't had any big problems. I've had people issues, <laughs> but I, I tend to, you know, do my walking and praying and meditating and all those things anyway. So this piece about tossing and turning, demanding we come up with a solution, like putting this pressure on ourselves when we are trying to deal with something doesn't help us deal with something. You may have heard of people who say, you know, like once they stop thinking about something, the answer shows up. I think it's the same premise. In the context of recovery, it's not hanging on to these problems or these things that might get us to do that something different like gambling, drinking, smoking, whatever. So there's this constant theme of being aware and then deciding, you know, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to let it go? Are we going to, are we going to just turn it over because we have faith of some sort, whether, you know, God, higher power, whatever, we're going to turn it over and just let it go, but then really be free of it. Like you can't say you let it go and then just hang on to it and let it, you know, churn in your bucket. We don't need that negativity in our buckets, right? Or trying to analyze and solve and, and all those things that takes energy. It drains, it drains our energy to feel like we have to solve everything. You can let it go. If it's something that you can control, I'm going to call this out too. If it's something you could fix, if it's something in your wheelhouse that you can do something about for you. Now, this is, you know, like when I said to you, I was trying to think of recent problems. Some of my recent problems haven't been my problems. They've been problems, you know, within the the family, with relationships in the family or whatever. Those aren't my problem to handle. What I have control of in that problem is how I show up with all the people that have the problem. So we have to be clear about what we want to solve, I'm using in air quotes, and what we need to just relinquish. And as I wrap up, I want you to, to really think about that relinquishing and that letting go. And it's, it's practicing. You have to practice it. It doesn't happen naturally. Or at least it didn't for me because it's our nature a lot of times to want to fix or help or do or be miserable. Like it could be that extreme too. Well, it feels better to be miserable or sick and tired because that's all we've ever known. So let me hang on to the pain, the problem, the issue, the drama, the blah, blah, blah. Still baffles me. I don't know where we all learned this stuff. <laughs> and now we're in a day and age where we're trying to unlearn it whether it's you know with me or or there's so much of a, a movement if we listen to the people who want to be kind and and self-devoted and and focused and you know protect their positivity as well as spread positivity that's where we're at i feel like at least that's what i'm seeing but it could be what i'm choosing to see it could i'm not sure i know that i'm happier seeing it this way i I'm a million percent happier seeing it this way. So I hope that you could see it this way as well. You know, see the beauty in things, see the gratitude in things. I mean, I just told you, I went to a, a celebration of life and 
gratitude overtook the sadness, you know, because of the structure, because, you know, because Jackie did such a good job because that was the tone that was set for the day. So that is what I got this morning, guys. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I am going to be back tomorrow some point. And yeah, we're getting so close to wrapping up September. Thank you for being there. I think I have, did I do step nine? I might have a step nine one out there. I can't even remember. I set it up, I thought, before I left. So if you haven't checked in on step nine before September ends, please go ahead and do that. I'm trying to not neglect you. Now that I know I can record from the road, even if I don't make it home in October, we could do a step 10 together. I'll find some literature and we can dig into that. Step 10 is probably one of my favorite steps. So we definitely got to spend some time on that. All right, beautiful people. Have a fabulous day. Shalom.